I'm Sandy Swallow. I'm Okalala Lakota and Northern Cheyenne. I've been an artist for over 30 years and through my artwork have portrayed my heritage. Now I'm starting a brand new venture called Lakota Link and I'm here to share with you and I hope you enjoy it. Lakota Link. Greetings from the home of the Seven Council Fires land of the 1868 Fort Laramie Treaties, bringing stories old and new of Lakota values, courage, respect, wisdom, to name a few. Well, good afternoon, Joe. How are you today? I'm doing well. Um, it's snowed down here in New Mexico, but it's all melting away, so oh, that's good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we had like 10 inches. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, we live, you know, in the northern Black Hills and yeah. spearfish, and we always get more. We get more than hot springs. You know, they say hot springs is the banana (laughs) belt and I believe it. (laughs) I I would like my listeners, I would like to introduce you to Joseph Marshall the third. And he's uh enrolled Rosebud, right? Right. Uh Uh-huh. I'm just so honored that he's willing to talk to me. Uh we know each other somewhat through Hill City, and but uh, I also know he's such a busy man. So I I appreciate it that you're talking to me. Yeah, no worries, my, my pleasure. <laughs> so tell me what all you've been doing, and and one question I do kind of have for you: How has has this um, COVID thing affected you? <laughs> well, pretty much like. Like anybody else, you know, uh, sort of uh, a certain amount of disbelief at first, and then and and wondering what the heck was going on and how what was going to happen to, you know, the first thing I worried about was, you know, my my kids and my family are scattered all over the place, all over the country. So, you know, I, I, you worry about them and whether or not they're going to, you know, do things to stay healthy. Well, I know, and if you're like me, which I think we're in the same age bracket, you're a little mm-hmm. older than I am, but not by a whole lot. Um, our kids are not like young kids anymore. No, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And they're all adult. Yeah, and they're all adult, and when they hit a certain age, um, you know, I used to think. I'd quit worrying about them, but you know that <laughs> that never happens. Never happens. <laughs> so you you're living now in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah, I am. And uh, New Mexico, kind of, they have pretty strict like mask mandates and stuff. Yeah, uh, almost right from the beginning. Uh, you know, the the governor essentially just took this situation by the horns, and she didn't waste any time and in uh, putting restrictions in place, and of course, not everybody liked it. Right. All, all the all the conservatives just you know rallied you know railed about 
the usual mantra that's it's impeding our freedoms and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, right from the beginning, there were restrictions and and you know all the health guidelines, which I think most people down here followed. So for a while, we were low as far as the number of infections, the number of people hospitalized, the number of deaths. But then recently, it spiked, just like everybody everywhere else. Well, I think everybody got a little complacent. Yeah, that's true. And um, consequently, you know, we've got to get back back on track. I, mm-hmm. uh, South Dakota, I'm always very amazed. It was like, there's nothing going on. Well, no. there is. There is. <laughs> and now we're paying the consequences. Right. But Well, I hope your, your family stays healthy and safe. Yeah. So the extended family has had some problems. I've, I've a niece and her family, uh, two nieces and, and their families up in South Dakota, have uh, I've gotten ill. Uh, several members of their family, and then uh, a niece of mine was the first to contract contracted in, in on Rosebud. Oh, gee. So you know it's hit home as as, as it has for a lot of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about your growing up on Rosebud. I for for just. Um... A little history thing. My my great grandmother was Lizzie Iot, and oh, okay. and she she married Eli Swallow, and mm-hmm. then they they separated, and mm-hmm. she went back to Rosebud. So, okay. even though we like to tease about Rosebud and Okalalas, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that's the way it is. On my on my, on my paternal side, there's there's Oglala. And uh, I'm enrolled at my mother's, you know, on my mother's tribe, which is Sichalu at Rosebud. So, yeah, there's there's both sides of my family as well. Yeah, and I think that that's relatively common. In fact, yeah. you know, for those people that uh, don't understand, you know, often it happened to be where you were at the yeah. time. And right. I, then you became enrolled. Um, yeah. So your mother was a two hawk, huh? Yeah, she she is. Uh, her maiden name is Two Hawk. Um, her my maternal grandparents uh, were Albert Two Hawk and um, uh, Annie Goodvoice Eagle. Oh. Uh, okay. So so you know uh, my uh, there were only two kids in that family: my mom and my my uncle. And she was the older of the two. She's now ninety two. And my uncle is ninety. Oh, so yeah. And you've still <laughs> yeah. and you've still got her. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. well, that's great. That that then you can just ask her all sorts of questions. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do when I get the chance, and and she's she's the only person that I innately speak Lakota with. You know, whenever when we talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, automatically, whether it's the phone or face to face or anything else, and, you know, that's just the way it happens. And that's good. I, yes, you, that's you know, great. I, um, I know some words. I'll, I'll be honest. You know, I, and most of them are not good words. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, my folks did not speak Lakota to me, and right. and uh, of course, my dad was 
his mom was Northern Cheyenne. So, oh, okay. Yeah, and I even found out in the history, my great-grandmother, um, Sally Longchin, and she did. She was married to an Irishman, and they mm. did not speak each other's language, <laughs> 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 which I find amazing. <laughs> yeah, that is. That but, is. but I, you know, I, I was kind of looking at your bio and and thinking of different things, and um, here I got to tell you one thing that really surprised me I didn't know was that you were an actor <laughs> yeah and sort of uh quite unintentionally I, you know, I sort of fell into it I you know I met a man who was a screenwriter um way back in 1990 I I was I was in Wyoming and someone called and asked me if I wouldn't mind uh working as a technical advisor to a movie and so I checked it out, and there was a movie being shot in in Jackson Hole, and the title of the movie was Lakota Moon, and it got made, and and we worked on it. My son and I worked on it. Um, it never got, you know, released. But I met this man who was a screenwriter, and he'd been a TV screenwriter, and at that time he was, and we became friends, and he was writing uh, a screenplay. Uh, for Lonesome Dove, it's called Return to Lonesome Dove, and in that in that series was a part for a Cheyenne uh, leader, and he thought I would fit the part, and so he said, when when we get this written and we get it funded, uh, we'd like you to audition for the part, and I said yes, and not really taking it seriously mm-hmm. because you know the chances of me having a part in the movie were like slim and none, and I and I forgot about it. And then two years later, I get a call from a casting agent, and they had been filming the movie up in Montana, and they wanted me to go up and audition for the part that uh, John Wilder had told me about, the writer. <laughs> so it surprised the heck out of me. Uh, so I went. I went and did, did the audition and, and met a lot of interesting people, and I didn't think I would get the part because I'm not an actor. I'm not a trained actor. Uh, and uh, apparently, um, the one thing that probably got me the part is the the principal actor in the series was John Voight, the actor John Voight, and he was tall. He's mm-hmm. tall. He's about six three, six four, and I was his same height. And I think that was the only thing that got me the part. <laughs> well, because we were the same height. You know, I was gonna say this. I generally a lot of the Cheyennes are tall. You know, yeah. and I, I unfortunately did not inherit that gene. I'm pretty <laughs> short, but my uncles and a lot of family members were tall. And I was thinking that mm-hmm. that you would fit in. That's for sure. So yeah. I, I do have to tell you this, that um, when I was talking to my husband about the interview and I told him about Lonesome Dove, that's his like most favorite movie. <laughs> and so if nothing else that impressed him <laughs> but no more things impressed him but yeah. but um did so how long did it take you was it a long time or 
short time. No, it, it was it was a it was a minor role. So I was only up there, and the whole thing, the whole series was shot in sixty five days, but my part of it it took seven days to film, and it's only like three minutes on on screen. Mm-hmm. So you know, it takes a lot of work to to do a, a small part, and I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and I learned a lot, you know, about uh, how movies are done. I, I had I had an idea from working on the one in in Jackson Hole. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was there on set and I was part of the crew, so I knew how it was done, generally speaking. But uh, again, this is this you know, this experience up in Montana with Lonesome Dove really you know, gave me an opportunity to be in front of the camera, mm-hmm. uh, which is different, mm-hmm. uh, different entirely. And then, of course, in 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 two thousand five, uh, I did Into the West, and that was a longer shoot. That was more work, and I was more involved with that behind the camera and in front of the camera so they're all interesting but it's but it's it's not all glamorous none of it is glamour it's all hard work uh which you know people don't know it's well the part i did in lonesome dove i had to sit in the makeup chair for four hours oh gee well you know when i look at movies or something i think to myself those main actors have to memorize so much they have yeah, to. Had to learn a lot of lines yeah, yeah and stuff so and that wouldn't be for me i i like this doing this podcast because if i make a mistake my husband can edit me out <laughs> and he enjoys <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> but um what well, yeah that was so um with your books you know can you tell me how many books have you written um to date 20 20 wow yeah and how many of those have been non-fiction uh most of them have been non-fiction uh only let's see one two three have been fiction oh four have been fiction okay but that's that's really my first love fiction was i'd rather write fiction oh really uh, yeah yeah because you know you get to tell a story the way you want to tell it um, with nonfiction, you're first essentially you're, you're reporting something. You're, you're you can talk only about the facts and then express opinions about the facts, but it's it's dealing with reality. With with um, you know you can't make anything up. Whereas in fiction, you can, as one one fiction writer put it, you, with fiction you can tell the truth because you can you can tell it however you want. And uh, in the past. Uh, Three or four years, I've I've written three novels, and they will be published. Uh, the first one starting next year, or or the year after that, finally. Oh. But I, I'm working on a, a sequel to a children's book right now. And and what it, or can you tell me what kind of what that's about, or do you want oh, to keep it a yeah, secret? No, <laughs> no, 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 it's it's not a secret. I, I wrote a book two years ago. It came out called In the Footsteps of Crazy Horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's for young, a younger audience, and the main there are two main characters: a grandfather and his grandson. And the grandfather uh, learns that his grandson, who has blue eyes, which you know some some native kids have blue eyes, uh, one of my grandsons has blue eyes, is is being teased and bullied because he doesn't look like a real Indian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the grandfather, uh, when school is out begins to tell him about Crazy Horse, but Crazy Horse was light-haired and, and was different in that respect uh, and was a loner. So so this grandfather takes his grandson on a road trip 
over the summer and they visit all the places where Crazy Horse lived and hunted and fought and so forth. And at each place, he, the grandfather tells stories about Crazy Horse and what he did, what happened to him, how he was treated by other people. And so in the end, they, they, they go all the way through uh, South Dakota, the Black Hills, Nebraska, and Wyoming and Montana, and they end up at the little Bighorn battle site. The whole point to that book was for for uh, the grandfather to sort of give you know the, the, his grandson pride in who he was as a person, and you know as an individual and as a Lakota boy, because mm-hmm. he was being bullied. So the sequel to that is what I'm working on now. It's the same front characters, mm-hmm. and you know the first book, the backstory was about Crazy Horse, and in this uh, sequel. The title is Horse Dancing. And and the same front characters, a grandfather and his grandson. And this time it's about horses and about powwows, where these two, and about adopt, uh, adopting, you know, a, a, a younger brother. So I'm just about finished. Uh, oh, and you know, and, that that's such a great way with kids to mm-hmm. to have them learn some history as well as right. some moral issues, you know, more. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I know talking about that, my, my oldest boy has blue eyes, just mm-hmm. really light blue eyes. And of course right. his dad is, is Irish and he has mm-hmm. green eyes, but, but no blue eyes. <laughs> 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 but my grandpa Mills, uh, uh, Benjamin Mills, which, uh, he had blue eyes. Mm-hmm. It'll pop up somewhere sometimes. Sure, it does. <laughs> it does. And my dad had blue eyes. Oh, really? Uh, oh. oh, yeah. One of my aunts, had, two of my aunts had blue eyes, yeah. on, you know, on his side of the family. And, but, you know, people assume that blue eyes was uh, a characteristic common only to white folks, but it's not. No. People, people of our races have blue eyes. Yes, yes. And to me, when when they're dark with blue eyes, it's mm-hmm. pretty startling, you know. It, it really is. Yeah, yeah. It really is. So, so um, I know this one's probably going to be a hard question, but w- do you have a favorite book that you've written? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, I, I, if I were to uh, list a favorite or name a favorite, it would be the one called uh, Walking with Grandfather. Oh, okay. And it's it's stories. It's more stories about my childhood and growing up with my grandparents. Which uh, and and the reason for the, that particular book is because, you know, growing up that way with my maternal grandparents, uh, really is is the basis for my learning my identity and learning who I am and what I am, where I come from. And learning family history and all those kind of things. So, that's that was the reason for that particular book. Now, can people get that book yet? Or? I, I think it, yeah, I think it's still in print. Uh, uh, good old Amazon probably has it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's everything is available on Amazon. Yeah, I I'm glad to hear this because I I would like to get that because mm-hmm. um, you know. My folks moved to Utah when I was three. We was mm-hmm. off Pine Ridge, mm-hmm. and um, 
so then growing up, I didn't know too, you know, it just wasn't something that entered into our lives much, uh, right. being Native. But I came back to live with my Aunt Josephine and on the reservation. And, mm-hmm. and she's the one who taught me, like, you would go choke cherry picking and mm-hmm. Timsala. Oh, that's, yeah. 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 That's <laughs> and, cool. and uh, you know, so I really appreciate her. So, yeah, you know, uh, we don't stop to think how much we impact our right. our grandkids or our kids, you know. And that's true. I see you. You were a teacher at Todd County, huh? <laughs> yeah, in a, <laughs> another lifetime, I was a teacher, and and at Cynthia Gleska and a couple of other. Uh, I taught at USD. Oh, I taught at uh, uh, Central Wyoming College. I even taught at St. Francis. Yeah. So, but but teaching was not for me. It, it takes, uh, especially at the high school level, it takes a dedication mm-hmm. uh, that I wasn't, you know, ready to give because you know, teaching at that level was not something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. No, but in a way, you are still a teacher in the in the fact of your books. In a different yeah, way. But, yeah, uh-huh. one can look at it that way. And but but I really admire teachers. I, I never used to like teachers because my educational experience in, in in elementary and high school was not good overall. So I I didn't like teachers. But when I tried to be one, I I understood. Uh, you know, when I walked a little ways in their shoes, I understood how tough it was <laughs> to be. A teacher. Well, that's true. You know, my husband. Uh, we got married right i i was right out of high school and he mm-hmm. was in college it, going mm-hmm. to black hills university to be a teacher right. and he uh he student taught and that was the extent of his teaching and stuff oh. but um yeah it it's not for everybody and it's true and uh i think it's really you know, for people to think about, I with Lakota Link. You know, part of it is, is for a connection. You know, that whether we're Native American or whoever we are, you know, there's a the connection. You know, mm-hmm. I know there there's that with your being an author too. You know, sure, and sure. stuff, and and I think that helps people understand you know we're all human we all have the same emotions and stuff. that's true i mean yeah there's there's very there's a lot of char- characteristics and values and norms and behaviors that we share as human beings mm-hmm. and you know to have we have our own cultural peculiarities that we all have because of we're different kinds of people but human nature is human nature mm-hmm mm-hmm did you go to boarding school? No, that's the one thing that I, I was fortunate not to do. I did go to, uh, for the first year and a half of school, uh, I was in Kyle in Pine Ridge mm-hmm. and lived with my paternal grandparents. And I went to, at that time, it was called Kyle Day School. It was a boarding school. But because my grandparents lived just four miles away, I was not a boarding school. I was not a boarding student. So I escaped that aspect of, you know, uh, life on the res. Mm-hmm. 
I had this guy come out from Minneapolis, and he did a documentary on uh, the Badlands and the Black Hills. Mm-hmm. And he 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 wanted me to take him to Pine Ridge, and yeah. and um, I. Well, you know, there's some people that just think, oh, you have to have somebody with you to go there, mm-hmm. you know, and I explained <laughs> to him, no, he did, you know, he could go himself, but mm-hmm. he, he, he kind of wanted a guide. No. So I, I told him, you know, I said, and I feel per- kind of strongly about this. I know we have problems as, as Native Americans. I, mm-hmm. I understand that better than most. But I told him, if you put this in a documentary, I want you to show the beauty of what's there. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And uh, because there's plenty of negative. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, you know, the unfortunate part about it is most people who write books or do documentaries or movies about Native life focus only on the negative. They don't focus on how good our cultures are mm-hmm. and how unique our lifestyle is, and they don't focus on the positive or beautiful aspects of of you know current reservation life or current native life. That's the one thing that that really uh, it, it upsets me and makes me angry. That that's that's the way the world wants to see us as nothing but unfortunate victims. And, and yeah, we, there are hard things going on. Like methamphetamine and and all uh, diabetes and everything else, but that doesn't mean that uh, we're not a good people. That doesn't mean that uh, we're always unhappy all of the time. I mean, we're coping. We're trying to do do things, you know, positively, keeping our culture, educating our kids, all the other things. Well, yes, and you know, I think it's important as Lakota elders to encourage those young people. You know sure. that. Um, maybe they have it tough right now for one reason or another, but they can, they can achieve things too. Just like, you know, I, I guess you and I have both, I feel very fortunate that I've been blessed in a lot of ways and, and through my art and stuff like that. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, even this crazy idea of doing Lakota Link. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I um, really hadn't listened to a podcast. And mm-hmm. I did, but I, I thought, well, the, a lot of people listen to them and they learn. And, mm-hmm. and to my estimation, this was real important to talk to other Lakota elders and right. and very diverse subjects. I have covered uh, the missing and murdered indig- indigenous women. Oh yes, yeah, right. and um, just sad things, happy things, and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm always c- kind of thrilled when people will say yes, they'll do my, you know, be on my podcast with me and sure. so I was really honored and proud that that you were willing to I won't take much more of your time but when I do these I kind of like to think about the Lakota values and mm-hmm. what what 
this person I'm talking to, what value he has. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, with you, it's like with my cousin, Billy Mills, you know, mm-hmm. it's like I could put a lot of those values on them and, and stuff. So <laughs> right. it's kind of hard to stop. But with you, right. with you, I, the one main one I would say is the value of truth that you have been mm-hmm. a truth teller through, through your, uh, your books and your understanding of uh, your wisdom, you know. Well, keep, keep this in mind, however. I'm only passing on what I heard mm-hmm. uh, from elders, from old people, from my grandparents on both sides, mm-hmm. and their contemporaries, their relatives, their friends. Because in a lot of situations, I was often the only kid in a group of old people. And so I got to learn a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember it all. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that's the, that's the sad part about it. Uh, so I'm only passing on what I heard from all those folks. And, you know, over time, I'm beginning to acquire my own kind of wisdom. But it's it's really the wisdom of, of my grandparents' generation that, I, that I, you know, I'm, I'm coming from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, and, and we are all kind of like that, you know, but I guess one good thing about you is you listened and you remembered, you know. Um, so it must yeah. have meant something to you. It must have been important to you or you wouldn't have remembered. Yeah, it would, it, because it, w- it was all I knew for the first, you know, the formative years of my life mm-hmm. uh, or with my grandparents. And I didn't go to way, go away to school until I was eight, believe it or not. Oh. I was eight years old and in kindergarten. But by then, you know, I spent all those years with my grandparents, and the imprint that they left is what really got me through a lot of hard times. And it was really what, what motivated me to consider being, first of all, a storyteller. Mm-hmm. Never mind a writer, but a storyteller. But then later on, I found out that that oral storytelling was not the big thing it used to be. So the next obvious choice was to to become a writer. And I've tried to do that a little bit with the blog. And, mm-hmm. you know, I find, I find it difficult <laughs> because I'm always <laughs> trying to spell right. I'm not a very good right. speller. So thank goodness I have Alexa <laughs> to help me. <laughs> But so yeah. this is much easier to just be able to visit. But you know, this is this is important. This is important for people to understand. And mm-hmm. and um, I've had some people from all over, actually, uh, the East Coast that have commented on my podcast. So that's great. Yeah, it is. It it's like, what am I doing? 70 years old starting something brand new but yeah <laughs> if we don't keep well, learning yeah. that's right we we have to keep learning that's what we what we come into this this journey for is to keep on learning we don't we shouldn't think that we have to stop learning at some point my my youngest daughter gave me a book of french phrases and and she took french while she was in high school and she majored in near east languages in college and i've always wanted to learn french because it's part of my ancestry. So she bought me this book, and I've been you know, slowly learning French phrases. Oh. Uh, 
So it's it's my goal to learn as much French as I can, you know, over time, over the next, you know, few years, over the next years I have left. Because, you know, it, it, it's like music, you know, language is really really keep your brain sharp. Hopefully that'll, that'll help me. Well, French just seems like such a romantic language. You yeah, know, it, that, it does have that. Yeah. I, aura about it. I took it in seventh grade and I can remember a, a couple of phrases and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, so tell me, uh, you said you have some French an- ancestry. How, yeah. How on on my paternal side, uh, my Grandfather Marshall was uh, actually my dad, and all his brothers and sisters were are part French because of that. They're they're about a quarter French, oh. uh, and my paternal grandfather was I think at least half French, mm-hmm. um, and he had blue eyes. Oh. Uh, and his dad's name was Joseph Marshall, so he was Joseph Marshall the first. My dad was Joseph Marshall Senior or the second, and that's why I'm the third. Okay. So it come the name comes from that side of the family. Well, we, and and they they were French, and and the name wasn't Marshall. Uh huh. It was it was Marshall M A R E S C H A U L T. Uh huh. And when Joseph and his brother, uh, but Joseph got married a Lakota woman, and they were married by an Anglican priest, an Episcopalian priest. He. Uh, changed the name of the French spelling because he was English to Marshall. So in those days, that that document was legal. So after that, uh, my grandfather just started using the word the name Marshall rather than Marshall. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of funny because my my great grandfather Eli Swallow. People always think, oh, it's the bird, you know. Mm-hmm. It was not. It was the French word for swallow. He was, oh. yeah. Eli Swallow was all French, and oh, and married okay. Lizzie Iot. And when uh-huh. when she went back to the uh, Rosebud, a lot of the family, well, the family took the name Swally. Mm-hmm. And uh, right there, right. there, I I don't think there was happy parting ways. <laughs> 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 the older kids stayed around Pine Ridge and yeah. kept the name Swallow and stuff. Swallow, yeah. So it's it's really kind of amazing to to look up that history and mm-hmm. and find it out. I um, sure. I think to myself, you know, right now my kids don't seem to care too much, but I think someday they will. Oh you know? uh, yeah, they'll, they'll come a day that they will. Yeah, and well, thank you. Thank you, Joseph, for uh, taking well, my your pleasure. Time. Of course. And, well, thanks for inviting me. And I'm honored that you had you took the time for this. Okay. No, no, I, I enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed our segment. You know, I I enjoy visiting with the people, and if you did, go to sandyswallowgallery.com, where you can find my artwork and find some history and some background. Please subscribe to it, or if you have some comments, we would love to hear your opinion. This is a new adventure for us, and I value your opinion. This song is written and sung by my good friend, Quincy Goodstar. Look 
Lakota Link is here to share Lakota values. God bless you on your journey. Wopila, thank you for joining us. Take care.